crazy mother. This is episode number 66 of the Hustling for Happiness podcast, and today is going to be a little bit different. It is an AMA episode, an Ask Me Anything episode. Hello, beautiful people. This is Chris Teich, the creator of Hustling for Happiness, and if you don't know what that is, Hustling for Happiness is a brand which I have developed to inspire you to get after your goals and dreams each and every day. Now, sometimes I will read blog articles that I have written in the past. Other times I will simply go on rants and then we'll have episodes like this where you can ask me any questions and then I will hopefully bring you value and help you out. Uh, But before we get into today's episode, I do want to remind you that if I bring you value, if I help you out, if I make you laugh, if I make you feel good, if I open up your mind in a different way, I ask one simple favor. Please share the podcast. I'm trying to help as many people as I can while I can and grow this brand as much as I can. So it would just mean the world to me if you would share it. So all of that being said, let's get into episode number 66. So how did this evolve? Well, okay, you got to know that I run an online coaching business. Uh, People will contact me. I help them get get in shape. And as a result of that... People send me a lot of DMs. They send me a lot of questions, everything ranging from working out to entrepreneurship to motivation and to mindset, right? So I put out in my private Facebook group, I don't know, I guess about a week ago, um, to the people in my group saying, hey, if you have, if you guys and girls have any questions, any issues, any problems that you were curious about or you wanted me to discuss on the podcast, Send in the questions. Um, The response was pretty amazing. I mean, I got a lot of DMs from people. Uh, You know, had a couple repeat questions. And so obviously that's going to be the first one. Um, Yeah, it's good stuff. So I seek to bring you value. Uh, I'm not going to edit this podcast as well either. I'm basically just going to go so I can be authentic and genuine. So... Three questions for today's episode. Let's get into question number one. Hey, Chris, you said in a previous podcast how leaders are readers and that most CEOs read 60 books per year. That's right. They basically read about an average of 60 books per year. Do you have any tips on how to read more books? I want to read more, but I'm a slow reader. Thanks for all you do. Anonymous. Okay. Uh, Before I give you the answer, for some reason, (laughs) people have asked me two major things, reading and then time management. It was a main theme of like, you know, 16 messages that I got from people that day. So in this first one, you want to read more. You want to read more books. How do you do it? Okay, simple. Audiobooks, right? Um, I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. Yes, I still read actual books. There's something you know wonderful and amazing about holding a real book and turning the pages and being able to highlight and then write notes on the side of it. But if you are a parent and you've got kids, if you're running a business, if you're just busy in general, sometimes you can't really find that time. So the hack is audiobooks. That's hack number one. When do I listen to audiobooks? Anytime that I am driving. Any time 
that I am driving, I am either listening to educational podcasts or audiobooks. Okay, maybe sometimes I will listen to classic rock. But majority of the time, <laughs> majority of the time, I am listening to an audiobook. So if I know that I am going to go and visit my mom, let's say, who is about, you know, half an hour away from me, that's 30 minutes right there. Like, if you get the audiobook of Think and Grow Rich, I believe it's two and a half hours, right? Well, I listen to audiobooks when I train in the gym, too. So if I work out for an hour that day, I'm listening to an audiobook. And if that book is two and a half hours, I've now just killed off basically half of the book in a workout, going to the gym, working out in the gym and listening to it, coming home from the gym. Make sense? You'll get through a book in like two to five days, depending on the length of the book. Simple hack. Listen to audiobooks when you work out. Listen to audiobooks when you go outside on walks. Listen to audiobooks when you go for road trips or you're in the car or you're commuting to work, right? That's hack number one. Hack number two for this. And like I said, I'm just ranting right now. So hack number two, uh, a Kindle. I have the Amazon Kindle app on my phone. So anytime that I take a break from doing work online or talking with clients, whatever it may be, instead of scrolling on social media and going to the gram, no, I open up the Kindle and I read a couple pages in the book. Five minutes here, five minutes there. Here's something else that a lot of people might not talk about, but I'm going to bring it up. How many people go to the bathroom with their phone in their hand? They might be sitting on the toilet and what are they doing? Scrolling social media. That's another opportunity where you could be reading right then and there, my friend. You know, like, do you ever think about how much time you spend on social media? I mean, if you calculated the number of minutes, it would be overwhelming. And there are some people, like researchers have said that we check our smartphones three to 400 times a day, every day, between text messages, um, phone calls, notifications, emails. But the majority, the number one reason why we check our phones is for notifications on social media. That is the number one reason. Isn't that crazy? So people are always going to their phones, but they're going to look at what other people are doing. They're going to look at some, you know, some stupid stuff on Facebook. I mean, Facebook is just trash. It's fake book, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, but I use it to make money, to help people, and to keep in touch with friends of mine from around the world. But instead of going on Facebook, I can go right on my Amazon Kindle. And I could read some of the greatest books that I have stored on there. And Amazon makes it so easy, too. If you've got a Kindle app on your phone, you could get any book, basically, in a digital format now. And one click, you buy it, it's downloaded immediately to your Kindle, and boom, you're off and running. So, uh, Anonymous, I hope that helps you. Listen to audiobooks when you drive. Listen to audiobooks when you work out. And if you're not working out... Send me a DM. I'll get you there. Um, and then also Amazon Kindle app. It is fantastic. You know, um, I had to um, take my dad, you know, for uh, x-ray the other day, right? And while we're waiting there in the doctor's office, what did I do? Whip my phone out. Started reading. Started reading while we were waiting in the, ro in the waiting room. We had an appointment 
at 2.45. Of course, they didn't call us in until 15 minutes later. So that was 15 minutes that I got to read. So find those pockets of time and then utilize them properly, which now leads me to question number two. Excuse me. Number two. Yo, Chris, what's going on, man? How do you manage to do all that you do? You've got the podcast. You've got your group on Facebook. You're posting content all the time, working out and running an online coaching business. I feel so overwhelmed by what I need to do in a day that I wind up doing next to nothing. I feel a lot of anxiety over it and then I feel stuck. Any advice that you can give would really help me out. Thanks a bunch, Derek. All right, Derek. So it's a valid question, man. Yeah, I mean, I do wind up doing a lot in the day, but I did not start off that way. Fun fact, I'll let you in on a little secret. I am actually very lazy. I'm really, really lazy. But years ago, I recognized, oh, wow, I have these desires to live a 1% life. And if you want to be in the 1%, you've got to give 100%. There's no way around it. The whole concept of like a work-life balance Guys and girls, it's BS. If you want to be the Mark Cuban of your industry, the Steven Spielberg of your industry, the Oprah of your industry, whoever it may be, if you look at those people and anyone who is at the top of their field, I guarantee you, in order for them to get to the top, when they were building what they were building, when they were climbing the mountain towards the summit that they wanted to achieve, they had to sacrifice parties. They had to sacrifice beach weekends. They had to sacrifice sleep sometimes. There was no, quote unquote, balance. There was no work-life balance. It was work. Constant work, grinding away, nonstop. It's that whole, you know, mentality of, you know, you want to eat crow for two years, busting your butt, saving your money so that you can have caviar for the rest of your life. That type of mentality. So... How did I get to this point where I got better with time management, essentially? Google Calendar. Google Calendar was unbelievable. It's It's been a game changer for me. I write down everything of what I'm doing every single day in the calendar. What the app does, Google Calendar itself, it lets you know, gives you a little notification on your phone, a little ding, you know, in half an hour time, you need to work out. Ding, in half an hour time, you've got a client check-in call. Ding, in half an hour time, you need to record a podcast. So it's letting me know throughout the day and it's keeping me on schedule. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do this. Now, what happened at first for me, I would put all these tasks in the calendar and then my old habits would take over. I'd be like, ah, whatever, I'll work out later. So what I did, I would actually write little messages with the reminders, hey, work out because you're a fat piece of crap. <laughs> work out because you want abs like a Greek god. Go record the podcast because you got people to help. Go and do lead generation because you want to make 10K a month. I would put my why behind the what. So the what would pop up on my phone and notify me, hey, you got to go and do this. And then underneath it, I would have the reason why I wanted to do what I claimed that I wanted to achieve, right? Get a calendar, Google Calendar, 
and then mark it out. In my business, what, what what I tend to do, one of my mentors taught me this, and it's it, it's brilliant. Okay, I've got Google Sheets as well too, right? Where I literally log how many hours of work I'm doing a day for my online business. When I first started, I thought I was working six, seven hours a day, maybe ten hours a day. No, it was more like four, right? It was more like four hours of like deep work, and that's good. But if you want to get it to a certain level, then you actually have to do the math and you got to put the time in and actually commit. That helped me do that, right? So Derek, what I suggest you do, feeling overwhelmed by what you need to do in a day, break it down. Break it down, segment it into little sections throughout your day. What time are you going to bed at night? What time are you going to wake up? What are you going to do when you wake up? All that stuff goes into the calendar. Now, if it's like, okay, go to sleep at 10, wake up at 6, and that's how it is during the week because of what you do for a job. I don't know what you do for a living, but if you go to bed at 10 and you wake up at 6, then you can set that on repeat every single day forever if you wanted. If you're going to work out every day at 7 a.m., you can set that on repeat. It's very easy to do, but you have to have a calendar. You have to be able to break things down in segments so then you can take what you are overwhelmed by because you're overwhelmed because it's all in your head. You haven't put it down somewhere. But if you just break it down of like, okay, this hour I got to do this. This hour I got to do this. This hour I got to do this. Then it's just like, okay, what, do I, what am I doing this hour? I got to work out. Great. Now what am I doing? I'm going to shower. Great. Then what I'm doing? I'm commuting to work. Great. Then I'm working from 9 to 5. Then 5.30 to 6.30, I'm going to go grocery shopping. 6.30 to 7, I'm going to cook dinner. Then, you know, read at this time, then do a side hustle later on, then go to sleep by 11, whatever it might be. But you put it in the calendar, man. You see it. When you can write it down, now you claim ownership over it. If it's just in your head, of course you're going to feel overwhelmed. How are you going to get that done? Like we have anywhere between 15,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day. How are you going to manage that? You're not. Put it down in the calendar, my friend, okay? Google Calendar, it's free. Put it right on your phone, right on the homepage. And then put your life down in the calendar and follow it, okay? Question number three. This is a good one. This is a really good one. Hey, Chris, I have been a slave to my cravings this week, and I don't know why the resistance is so loud and hard right now. How do you push through this? Like, do you ever get close to a goal and feel how close you are, and that just propels you to want to sabotage it? Patrick. All right. Patrick, my man. Yes. Yeah. I know that resistance. I know that that quitting voice that pops up. It pops up in my head every single day. I get it. I understand being a slave to the cravings too, you know, and I know how hard that can be. How do I push through? Okay. I'll admit I have gotten really good at ignoring my feelings. So that's the first point. 
I don't care about how I feel anymore as long as I get to where I want to go. <laughs> I'm going to feel frustrated. I'm going to have doubts. I'm going to feel like I'm lacking in some way, shape, or form. But that doesn't matter, okay? What do I need to do to, to get to where I want to go? What is my end state goal? How do I reverse engineer it? And then how do I break it down into steps? So I let my goals dictate my behavior. So let's say, for example, I'll use acting as an example. You want to be a Hollywood movie star. That is the end state goal, right? You want to win an Oscar. Okay, well, let's reverse engineer that on the fly really quickly. You win the Oscar. What do you got to do before that? You got to get cast in an Oscar-worthy screenplay or movie. Okay, what do you need before that? You need a career, essentially. How do you get a career? You need to be in Hollywood. You need to have an agent, all right? You got to get an agent, and casting directors need to know you. Before casting directors can know you, you got to have a big agent. Before you get a big agent, you got to get a boutique agent. Before you get a boutique agent, what do you need? You got to get your reel in place. You got to get your headshots in place. And you have to have some acting classes under your belt. What do you need to do before all that? You got to move to LA or you got to go to New York, right? So now there's the plan. There's the plan right there. Move to LA, take acting class, get headshots, get a reel, get a boutique agent, let that agent get you some work, update your reel, get a better agent. That agent then sends you out auditions to get better casting directors and exposure to them. The casting directors then cast you in the bigger projects. You're now building up a career. You're getting more movies under your belt. All of a sudden, that Oscar-worthy screenplay comes across your desk like the Silence of the Lambs. You say yes to it. You shoot the film. You win an Oscar. That whole process that I just reverse engineered Nowhere in that process did it say that you had to feel good. Feeling good, feeling motivated, feeling powerful, all of that, they aren't steps. They're bonuses. My friend, Patrick, you have a goal. It sounds like that you're trying to hit a certain weight. It sounds like you're trying to hit a certain physique. It's going to suck, my friend. You're not always going to feel motivated. You're not always going to feel good. You're not always going to have that fire inside of you. And so you have to recognize what is the goal? What are the steps that I need to take? How do I take those steps? Some days you will feel that fire. You will feel that motivation. Other days you need to learn how to summon the mental tenacity and intestinal fortitude to not give a crap how you feel and still take the step anyway. That's tactic number one. Digging deep. You got to dig down deep. You got to suck it up. You got to get rid of wanting motivation or needing to feel motivation. And you have to rely on discipline. Dig deep and summon discipline. That's tactic number one. Tactic number two. How do I deal with the resistance? How do I deal with that quitting mind? How do I combat that voice of mediocrity that pops up in my head, whispering in my ear, hey, quit. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not tall enough. You're not talented enough. You're not, you're not this. You're not that. How do I silence that? I'll give you an example. So let's say I go to the gym and uh, let's say I want to get on a treadmill, right? And I want to run five miles, okay? 
But I get to mile three while I'm running, and then that voice, that resistance starts chiming in, screaming inside of my head, telling me to quit. You don't want to do this. You don't want to be here. Just stop. It's time for us to stop. We don't, you're close to your goal, but you don't want to do it. So stop. Just stop running. Sometimes the way that the voice of mediocrity, it plays tricks on us. I reverse it. And then I play tricks on that voice. I play tricks on that resistance. And so I allow it to think that it's going to get the better of me. So that voice of mediocrity is saying, okay, stop running now. Quit. Yeah, you're not at five miles yet, but you're at three miles, but it's okay. Just quit. I will then talk back to it in my head and I will say, okay, yeah, we'll quit in a little bit. We won't do five miles. Let's do a quarter of a mile and then we'll stop. I literally say to it, let's run a little bit longer and then we'll stop. And so the voice now thinks it's one. So now instead of stopping at three miles, I now will run 3.25 miles. And then once I get there, the voice pops up again and it says, hey, you know, you ran a quarter mile. Let's stop now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Let's just do one more minute. Let's just do one more minute. And so the voice then says, "Okay, you know, we could do one more minute. What that voice doesn't anticipate, though, is that you get a second wind. You get a third wind. And what normally winds up happening, instead of stopping at three miles or three and a half miles, or even five miles, I'll wind up running six or seven miles. I let the resistance think it's going to win. I let the voice of mediocrity think it's going to get the better of me. I let that quitting mentality think that it is going to conquer me. But I'm using reverse psychology on it to conquer it. Does that make sense, Patrick? There are some times where those cravings are going to be so loud. Where all you need to do instead of actually giving into the craving is mentally give into it by just saying, okay, yeah, I'm having cravings. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll indulge. We'll indulge later on tonight. Yeah, we'll indulge. And when you find out, your motivation comes back. The inspiration for why you started your journey returns. And later on, when you said you were going to indulge, you don't really feel like doing it anymore. <laughs> At least that's what I found. Now, you might not be that way. And if you are that way, my third tactic to help you out, Patrick, is get an accountability partner, right? We all love those friends that say, hey, man, chill out, relax. You've been working hard. Like, no, don't work out today. Don't stick to your diet today. Like, it's okay, man. Like, you know, we'll, we'll watch the game. We'll get a pizza. No, you don't want a friend like that. You know why? Because your brain is already doing that to you. So you don't need any other friends to add to that. What you need is a friend to say, hey, stop being a punk. Put your shoes on. We're going for a run. That's the type of friend that you need. That is the type of accountability partner that you need, right? So tactic number one, you got to dig deep through discipline. Tactic number two, let mediocrity think it's getting the best of you right? Trick it. Use reverse psychology. Tactic number three, get an accountability partner, okay? 
you got to remember that champions come in pairs of two. Arnold Schwarzenegger had Franco Colombo. Um, Warren Buffett has Charlie Munger. Let's think of some other ones. I can't think of them right now, but champions come in pairs of two. There is a champion, and then you had that person that the champion had, the confidant, the training partner, the business partner, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. You had the guy with the vision and the guy who created it. They, together, two. So Patrick, don't try and do this alone. Get an accountability partner who's going to pick you up when you fall, and then you're going to push them when they falter. That way, you're constantly, your friends... But you're battling each other in perfection. You're battling each other in progress. And then when one of you slips and wants to sleep in, cheat on the diet, stay home, the other one's going to call you up and be like, yo, man, like I'm here at the gym. Where the hell are you? You give me your word. Because a lot of times we're not good at keeping our own word to ourselves. So Patrick, Derek, and Anonymous... I hope I helped you out with all of your questions. I'm going to be doing this again. I had a lot more questions. Some of them I didn't even get, you know, to to really read because I'm still running a business on the side and recording a podcast. But yeah, my friends, I hope I brought you some value today. Please, before you go, if I did bring you some value, if I inspired you in any way, shape or form, please share the podcast. Send it out there to anyone that you feel might benefit from it. Because as I said in the beginning, I'm trying to help as many people as I can while I can. So thank you for listening to my first AMA episode, Three Questions with Chris, I guess we'll call it. Um, (laughs) um, Stay happy, stay safe and well, stay focused on where you're going, stay hungry for your goals and dreams, stay disciplined, and as always, my friends, keep hustling for happiness. Peace.